I like the kazoo. It's nice. It sounds all right. Yeah. I like this part. You dig it? Definitely enjoying the kazoo, though, more than anything else. It's fun. Oh. This guy sounds familiar. Yeah. I think I, 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 let me ask you this question. Yeah. And we'll talk about what we're doing in a minute. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Uh, should I recognize this guy's voice? Is this um, a singer that you think I should know who he is? Do you listen to any modern rock or alt rock? Uh, yeah. I mean, will I hear? Yeah, sometimes. But it's like most of the, really, the only bands I like, they're, I, so I don't think I like any music where someone's first album or collection of songs that they posted on the internet, which is what an album is now. <laughs> I don't think anybody's first release co has come out in the 21st century. So everybody had like at least one album. I thought about, they're not even my favorite band. I thought about the White Stripes ones. I'm like, okay. I like them, they're but their great. first album came out in 1999. So I'm yeah. like, all right, that's not the 21st century. Hmm. So it's a lot of like bands that have been around since the 90s or earlier that still put out albums. So it's like, if Weezer has a new album, I get excited. I want that. I don't think I've liked the last two very much. They've been okay. Well, they're very but poppy. This way. I don't love them. There's songs I like, and I'm like, okay. And the poppy songs sound better live because they're a little bit more rocking. Right. I, I, that, so uh, I still like the band, uh, but yeah. Like Bruce Springsteen had a new album that came out over the weekend, and his first album was even before my lifetime. I don't think you can call him modern. No, 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 no. What <laughs> okay. I'm saying is like, this is what this is what I get. I gotcha. I, believe it or not, I've... I've purchased an, a, a, a new White Snake album came out this year. Look, I know wow. that I'm old. So this sounds familiar, but I, I'm going to guess this is not Cage the Elephant because I will talk about this uh, this exercise in a moment. Uh, because if it is Cage the Elephant, then clearly I did not convey <laughs> why you needed to pick a different song. Is this the song that you actually told me you were going to pick? It is. Cage the Elephant, but it's a different It's a different song, song by Cage the Elephant. <laughs> so I've heard them. I, re I remember well, a, a period in time where they were around. and They're still there was, around. Well, was when they were first around. <laughs> and there, there, uh, there, was, uh, there was that band, uh, MGMT was around, and they had yeah. that song. Uh, mm, was that song called Kids? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. By the way, we Weezer <laughs> did a great mashup of... Kids by MGMT and Poker Face by Lady Gaga. Wow. It's actually a really cool little cover. We'll have to I'll send you up. a link. Yeah, please do. <laughs> send you a link. Can you work the internet? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I Look, I, I need to use the internet. But uh, I, so this is KG Elephant. Yeah. Okay. And what's the name of this song? This song is called Around My Head. And it's actually from their 2011 album. Okay. So, you know. So maybe old enough for you? Well, I could have heard it. I mean, look, I, w I will sometimes put on uh, regular old-fashioned terrestrial radio, but look, I don't get paid directly by Westwood One. I'm a serious XM <laughs> guy. That's what I that's what I tend to listen to, uh -huh. you know? So, uh, and that's kind of what I like about satellite radio is that it can be so niche. It's like, yes, I want to listen to the uh, 80s, 90s hairband channel, which I don't, I don't, don't love the term hairband, but it's like that that sort of uh, glam heavy metal. Sometimes I want to hear that. Sometimes I want to hear, well, maybe maybe I'll listen to the uh, Jimmy Buffett channel. Just kidding. I, I've oh. never listened to the Jimmy mm -hmm. Buffett channel. But uh, anyway, so that was a fun little exercise that I thought of. And uh, yes, indeed, this is a black cast. And I am Christian Blatt. And if you're a fan of the Dennis Miller option, you know the voice on the other side of the glass that's not actually between us. But that's like an old radio saying. Like when you right. talk to your producer, it's like on the other side of the glass. Mm -hmm. There's no glass between us. There's, no. There's a TV on the wall, but that's also not between us. Uh, that's Lindsay Floyd <laughs> from that's the Dennis Miller Option. Who? Lindsay? 
Where? Yeah. Me? And on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram, at Lindsay K-A-Y, Lindsay K-A-Y, Floyd, right? That's, yeah. So you're going to get some new followers. Me. Black Cast Nation uh, has Represent. demanded, yeah, demanded in, you know, <laughs> relatively small numbers, demanded <laughs> to uh, have you participate on, on a Black Cast. And Thank you, all three of you. Yeah. I but here's you. the thing. I just, you know, and that's a huge percentage of Black Cast Nation, three people <laughs> who are actively involved. I do believe you were tweeted directly at by Matt and Casey, who is our uh, Black Cast, uh, basically... He's our our Patreon. We don't have a Patreon site set up. He's a huge fan of the show. And a few times a year, he'll send us a shipment of uh, of ribs because he's oh. from Kansas City. And he will also send us... Well, I, ha I still have a $100 gift card to BevMo from Sounds him. Like the best guy ever. He's, he is, he's a great guy. I've met him. And the fact that he likes the Black Cast so much, it, it makes him one of my favorite people. Uh, you know, he's neck and neck with my kids. We'll figure out cool. exactly what the ranking is at a later date. But he's he's just a big fan of the show. The people that I don't understand who are fans of the show are women. I don't I don't understand how like Jennifer Yard uh, manages to listen week to week. I would think that women should be offended by our show. But we have my <laughs> friend Zia on regularly, and uh, she doesn't seem that offended by us. So I don't know. Uh, should I assume Lindsay that? This is your first experience with the Black Cast? You've never listened before? No, I keep adding it to my list of podcasts to get I to. I don't think you've done that. No, I swear it's there. I actually have a physical list I wrote I'm, out in my hand. Oh, okay, so you didn't add the Black Cast on Apple Podcasts, which would be the easy way to do it. You I know? Mean, and I recommend everyone in, within the sound of my voice uh, subscribe and comment and rate and comment because that's what helps the show. Yeah, I think that's the best idea. To be fair, I'm always running out of room on my phone because I have too many that's photos. Fair. So I'm yep. constantly deleting I've apps. I've run into that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I deleted, I think, uh, the weather app and the news app at one point. And then the, the weather app, it's you fine. You can, you can kind of get around oh, it though if Google you ask it. Siri or Google it. Siri. But then like the news app, it's like, oh, do you want to, I'll click on a link. And it's like, do you want to reinstall news? I'm like, damn it. I, I should not have deleted it. So uh, not particularly familiar with the Black Cast. It depends because we'll do whole episodes about stuff you might not be interested in. Do you yeah. like superhero movies? Um, superheroes are pretty cool. Do you, do you enjoy like the Avengers? Did you like, Did you see um, the recent Avengers movie no. or no? Yeah, so see, there's the thing. So <laughs> we have, no joke, five episodes about the last Avengers movie. It's with different people, you know, and it's a... Con continuing the conversation in the old days i would have done just one five-hour episode oh which i'm exaggerating mm -hmm. but you know then i realized you gotta gotta diversify if you want it to show up every week you should carve it up into smaller segments oh is that how we do it well that's what I, what i was thinking uh, i used to just do really long and and the whole idea of the black cast is that when we started it was it was these kind of like two really distinctive segments there was like one where we all talked and then there was a section called Guy Talk where we just talk about, you know, sports and like, hey, what about this story? You know, the, this, this, uh, the, you know, this poll says this is what women really want. And there would be no women in the conversation because we didn't know any. So uh, and then we would have like a, a section called Nerd Talk. But then what really happened is just the entire black cast turned into Nerd Talk when uh, our friend Coltrane moved back to Massachusetts. He was also a nerd, a little bit of a nerd, but he was he was into, you know, some other stuff. So 
it's a little bit of a niche is what I'm trying to say. I see. But because we divided the show up in that way and we would record it over a couple different days sometimes, it would end up being really long because you'd record the one segment and then you're like, oh, now I got to get to the other one. Oh, and I forgot. Uh, so then before you knew it, it was routinely more than, you know, like an hour and a half to two hours instead of the one hour. The first one we did was a half an hour. Whoa. And then after that, it was, you know, we were off to the races. But... I'm definitely doing a lot of filibustering here, but I'm trying to bring you up to speed <laughs> to what's happening now that you're sitting here on, I believe, Blackcast number 332, which is oh. a big number. You know, I didn't uh, I didn't think you needed to binge the previous 331 before we sat down and talked. I appreciate that. Yeah. Maybe you can cut out little clips from each one. From each one. Send it my way. I just think of how long that would be, though. Because <laughs> even if it's one minute from each one. That's well, true. 300 minutes. Yeah. How many hours is that? Five. I don't know, but Maybe. you're almost at the Jesus year in podcasting. Like when we get 333. to 333, yeah, and, and you know, old, uh, well, vinyl albums are you play them at 33 and a third. So I, you what? didn't know that. What are you, do you what? understand how to play a record? Uh, yeah, you put it on the spinny thing and you put the needle yeah, on it. Yeah, but there's speeds for a record. Oh, player. that's right. The little ones are at 45. Oh, I should have known all that. Well, just you know, you here's the thing. But these are things out. you don't need to know. No, no, no. We never cut any parts out. <laughs> Uh, this is what it means to work in radio in 2019. You don't need to know any of that stuff. No. Because, I mean, even when I first was started being employed by this company, Westwood One in 2007, there were no records in the building. There were CDs, and we would play things off CDs. We would burn a CD every morning with the voicemails on it just because it was more reliable and, you know, just the file might take too long to start, all that kind of stuff. Right. It, uh, technology has certainly come a long way in these 12 years which is crazy to think about. Uh, so that's a little bit about the Blackcast, which if you're a listener to the Blackcast, you're like, we know all this shit. Why are you giving us this? Sorry, poor me. It's me. It's my fault. Poor listener. No, but that's all right. I think it's important to know. But this is actually a monumental occasion, this Blackcast, because not only is Lindsay K. Floyd on the show, and I assume your real name is K. Yeah, that's is, me. Is that name from, is, that, is there uh, either of those names after someone? Well, Kay is my mother's last name, her oh, okay. maiden name. I uh, used to be something Kozwalski or some Polish something or other, oh, but they yeah. changed way back in the day. Oh, yeah, that's what you got to do. Yeah. yeah, and then Floyd's my dad's last name. Well, that, that the Floyd made sense, mm -hmm. yeah. And, and Lindsay, they just like the name, or you're not named after, like, yeah, a grandma? No, or... no, they said it, uh, it might have been Sarah, and somehow they just went with Lindsay, so here if I, I am. If I would have been a girl, uh, my mom had picked out the name Amy. For me. Wow. Yeah, you so kind of look like you could be an Amy I, a if very, you were a girl. A very homely, unattractive Amy. <laughs> yes. I would feel so bad for the Amy that looked like this. But the reason why this is also a monumental occasion for the black cast is I think, except for one, and I'm going to just, you know, err on the shot side of caution, maybe two of the first 120 episodes of the black cast were all recorded across the street. In really? that other building, because oh. we would always record after the Dennis Miller show. Of course you would. And you know, I had the guys around. I was the boss. I was the I. I gave myself the title of executive producer because nice. I was the producer. And then I did it long enough. I'm like, well, clearly I'm the executive producer because I don't really have a boss. And you know, our bosses were people like Bart Tesler, and they were all back in D.C. So there was really nobody to answer to here for the Dennis Miller. Yeah. Radio show. But Dennis was my boss. That's wonderful. And then there were people to to answer to. You know, look, if things went wrong, we'd hear from from DC. Right, you know? of course, of course. But if things went wrong, uh 
So we had to fire someone once. Ooh. And uh, Max Krasny here. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, I know Who's still here. I ran into uh-huh. him. And I, I, yeah. just, I just assumed he wasn't still here for no reason other than I just, you just forget. You know, the people like, yeah, this is their this is their job. This is their career. Right. Uh, he had to actually fire uh, our our technical director. Oh, no. So people who are really avid listeners of the Dennis Miller radio show will remember that we had Sabes for a long time. And then later we had Liev, uh, David Bujanski. But between the two of them, we had a guy that Dennis referred to as the Swami. Really sweet guy. Um I knew he wasn't going to be a good fit when I saw his resume had smiley faces on it. And I wish, I wish I was lying and just embellishing for storytelling. There's two spots that has smiley face after like a little explanation of who it was. And um, it was at the end of the year. It was right before Christmas. I pushed back a little bit. I'm like, this guy's not going to be a good fit. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, but that's the guy. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a good idea. And it didn't go well. And we pre-recorded a show where he forgot to record my mic. In the old radio show, Dennis talked to me the same way he does now. Right. It was about the same amount other than when he was taking calls or had guests on. And so we recorded a whole segment and he didn't, uh, I don't even know how you do that, where he didn't record me. So he had to edit around anything I said. Uh, so uh, it, it did not sound good. Yeah. Uh, and then he lost an hour that we pre-recorded with a guest. It wasn't a big guest. For anybody wondering who's really interested in the behind-the-scenes stuff, it's uh, Ray Stevens who had uh, did, done this novelty song called The Streak. So, again, not a not a huge get, but we lost it. Yeah. We just didn't have it. And the reason why he was ultimately let go was that in one of those pre-recorded shows, Dennis swore, which, you know, he does. Mm-hmm. But and he, he should have caught it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a pre-recorded show, so it's not live. Mm-hmm. So it's a pre-recorded show, and and uh, well, let's just say someone went in and looked at the file. It was marked, but he didn't cut it out, e- so it went on the air e- in a taped show. Um, and I feel a little bad because he was such a nice guy. He was not a good fit for that job, and I also feel a little bit bad. Oh, no. Because he got my wife and I into Club 33 at Disneyland. Do you know what that is? Yes. Yes, because the rules used to be a little different. So he had a friend who was a member. And look, this wasn't like, oh, we're about to fire him. Hang on. I got to go to Club 33 Uh first. This was before that. Uh Uh, And I think he got Will, Will Sterling, uh, and no, I think just Will, uh, into the Magic Castle, which I've been to. Have you ever been to the Magic Castle? Yeah, it's great. It's fun, right? It's really cool. So, nice guy, the Swami, just uh, wasn't a good fit. So, uh, that's a little bit of my history here. You know, I used to have my own office. Like, yeah. I didn't share it with anybody. Yeah, across the street. Across the street, yeah. I miss that building. So, you know, I used to work in there when I phone, uh, screen phone yeah. calls. Yeah, well, for that's Love what Line. I wanted to, to transition to. And I don't mean transition in the way that people refer to transitioning a lot now. You can truly be Amy. Well, I could. You know what? It's about time that, uh, that, I, that I get to finally live up to the name that had been chosen for me Mm. so how you ended up in radio and then of course the air quotes for radio slash podcasting right you want to know about well i know but i think i think it's always an interesting story for letting the listeners know more about you and how you ended up here and 
how we really got to become such good friends because of our love of cookies. Exactly. Yeah. Cookies, radio, podcasting. Mostly cookies. Mostly cookies. Mostly okay. Cookies. I tried to pretend that I was well-rounded. Yeah. No, uh, it's, it's it fine. I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm just round. <laughs> oh, me too. Yes, that's right. I brought the oh. bell. Um, you know, I feel like I kind of got lucky and stumbled into the radio game. I went to a Catholic high school and was, I think, terrified of anything remotely naughty or expansive, meaning hanging out with the opposite sex or drugs or drinking or any of that nature. So I thought I was going to be quite the square and end up as like a veterinarian or something safe. So you didn't have like guys who you were friends. I'm not even talking about boyfriends, just guys that you knew outside of school. Like, oh, yeah, you know, like uh, my friend's brother, you know, anything like that. You just didn't really like hang out with guys or anything. I had male friends okay. like, through, you know, in high school or guys from the marching band because I was really cool. Oh, my God. What did you play in the marching band? Uh, I played clarinet mostly. Uh, at the end, I picked up the French horn. Because they just desperately needed another one. Look, and you got to diversify, you I know, know, if you want to go pro with exactly. your big band skills. Yeah, I'm so a pretty had, good so marcher. You had uh, male friends from the marching band. I did. I did have was, male friends. Was but- there like a like a partnership with like a, an all boys Catholic high school or one of those kind of deals? We were co-ed. So oh, okay. The, so we were boys and girls together. It was more like the relationship side. And what I'm referring to mostly, the funniest piece of it all to me is I had a huge crush on a boy named Joshua Knauer. Okay. And Joshua Knauer definitely adored me back, but because he wasn't a virgin, I wouldn't date him. I was terrified. I thought he'd drag my now, ass to hell. Can I cuss we, here? I can cuss here, we, right? I, I've, already, I've already used the, uh, the S word, so it's oh, okay. fine. Uh, now, did you know he wasn't a virgin? Like, yes. did You were friendly I enough knew to for have sure. a conversation. Yeah. yeah, we were very close. Okay. Well, I, obviously, if you're having that conversation. Yeah. I, but I just didn't know because it could have been the thing where you thought he must not be a virgin. Oh, so, no, no, no. And I so this is in high school. Mm-hmm. And you just were like, well, I can't be interested in uh, a, a gentleman who has previously been with another girl. Yeah. Now, if he had just had a girlfriend and they'd held hands, that would have been okay. No, it was literally the Catholic guilt of sex before marriage. Right. That terrified me. So again, I was just going to be the total square. I thought I was going to be a vet or something. And even only early in college did I, I think, pick up a drink. So I was oh. just a scaredy And was it accidentally you picked no, up a drink? No, no. It was old rich ladies at the stable I worked at at the time. The stable. Feeding me alcohol. The stable no. you worked at. Let's, um. let's hear more about about uh, <laughs> some horsing around. <laughs> oh, we laughed. Oh, you're silly. Uh, yeah, so I just, I had an internship already. I was getting ready to graduate college. It was to learn about SEO. And remind me what uh, college this was. It was Cal Poly Pomona. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Out, way out on the 60. Exactly. Yeah, that's out in Cowtown. For, that for our, our, our SoCal listeners, of which there are many, there's a couple. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, way out there. Uh, I, I've been to a venue in downtown Pomona. It all comes together. <laughs> the Glass House? Uh, yeah. I yeah. saw Weezer there. Uh-huh. Ah. And then I also saw uh, Green Day before their uh, tour kicked off. They did a show. I think it's called the Fox Theater there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you know, just if, if you've ever been there, it's a small place yeah. to see a band like Green Day. So uh, those are my two experiences in Pomona. Uh, Although technically the county fair's out there, right? Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. it's not downtown Pomona, right. but that is Pomona. So yeah. that's all I know about Pomona. Well, Cal Poly, Pomona, relation to Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo. Mm-hmm. Just they're two different locations, or they just happen to both be Cal Polys. No, I think they're the same like branch or same you know same 
overseeing company. Right, it's like it's UCLA, UC thing, Santa yeah. Barbara, mm-hmm. UC San Diego. It's just it's a like different that. location. Because yeah. okay. the polytechnic schools are supposed to be more hands-on is what yeah. they're... Not if you're a nice Catholic girl. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> wasn't that bad. No, no. It's, it's uh, from there. So I had that that weird SEO internship. What is SEO? SEO is search engine optimization. So oh my gosh. it's basically like setting up your website so it's more likely to rank higher in your Google searches. Okay. Blackcast.com uh-huh, is a uh-huh. good is a good website to try that with. Right, yeah. we can work on it. We should. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I stumbled across this internship on Craigslist with a woman named Emily Morse who On Craigslist. On Craigslist. Really? Yeah. I only ever used Craigslist for anonymous sex. Now, oh, I just say that to well, make you uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Uh, that's actually, I, no. But I think I got a, I got like a couch and a chair. I've gotten like, you know, people were throwing away furniture, basically. That's yeah. what I've used. So Puppies you got an internship from there. Yeah. You know what, though? Now that I think about it, a friend of mine who is, my friend Gil, who's still a writer on Ellen DeGeneres' TV show. Oh, Originally got that job because there was a post on Craigslist. They didn't yeah. say what the show was. Yeah. And uh, you know what? So I, I guess it happened. So you got that internship. I found the listing. I saw that she hosted a podcast called Sex with Emily. Oh. I was terrified. I wrote in. Did I you, lied. in fact, have to have sex with Emily while doing the podcast? Or <laughs> no. is that, am I it maybe misinterpreting the title of the show? Well, I think you can imagine as a podcaster, she was looking for a catchy name, and mm-hmm. Sex with Emily definitely has the attention grabbing. I mean, it's no black cast, but it is pretty good. It's yeah, true. It's maybe good, you can give her a few pointers. I mean, well, <laughs> if she has a show <laughs> called Sex with Emily, I'm pretty sure she can give me some pointers. Ah, well. Uh, yeah, I, I emailed. And so this uh, podcast, was it like through a big podcasting company? Or? No, Emily was doing it independently. And mm-hmm. at the time she was co-hosting or guest co-hosting Loveline on Thursdays. Now, Loveline is a show that I think a lot of people know. Right. Uh, in its heyday, hosted by Dr. Drew, Drew Pinsky and Adam Carolla. Yes. Obviously, there are other hosts mm-hmm. other times, but I'd say that's the kind of the pinnacle for Loveline yeah. is when Corolla was on. That's when I was certainly aware of it. They had a show on MTV, a TV version of it. Very early. I'm now, I feel like you must have never seen that. No. Because if you're a good Catholic school girl. Now, did, now, <laughs> well, that and my dad didn't have cable when I was growing up. Interesting. So. Um, I, I think when I was a younger man, uh, you know, when I've met people who didn't have cable growing up, I feel like that's, you know, a, a low degree but a a kind of child abuse. Yeah, know? I mean, I'm still going through therapy. I've got tons you, of PTSD. So because just you you end up a little bit out of touch when you don't have cable. <laughs> uh, I, you I, really I, do. I, I, the world talks about all these stories that yeah. they're watching and constantly, and you're just sitting there twiddling your. Thumbs. It's a little different now because you can get content in so many ways. You know, like a lot of shows. Like, oh, if you just wait a day, it'll be on Hulu, or you know, you can get it all these other. And then of course there's you know, less than legal methods to get things. I'm just right. talking about like legitimately, if you just wait a day, you can get things. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of things that people talk about, you know, especially uh, especially when I was younger, but I'm sure also when you were younger, you know, still all these all these things were on TV at specific times and people would talk mm-hmm. about them the next day, mm-hmm. which is such a crazy world to live in. <laughs> oh, it's like, wait, you fun. watched something when it was on? <laughs> and I think that uh, the perfect example of this is uh, my friend Tim... Tim Sicardo, who is a past black cast guest and currently a writer on American Dad, oh. he grew up without cable. So uh, a, a girlfriend he had for a long time, uh, they met at a party, and they were talking about the movie Stand By Me. Have you ever seen it? No. Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah, okay. So there's a character in the movie 
that it, it's a story that I believe uh, Will Wheaton's telling because he's uh, an aspiring writer. And uh, the character's name is Lardass. <laughs> and there's a, a food eating contest. And everybody's just, uh, chanting, Lardass, Lardass, Lardass. <laughs> and they're, they're, you know, cheering them on. And uh, because Tim grew up without cable, the way that he saw that movie, they chanted, Lard, 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 Lard. So the guy's name was Lard. His name wasn't oh, Lardass. because they couldn't so say... there was yeah. this disconnect with this girl that he ended up dating for a long time. Uh, and just he had no idea that the movie he was seeing was edited for television yeah. and different. So oh. your reality can be so different if you, one, don't have cable, mm -hmm. which I don't anymore, by the way. I've just recently gotten rid of cable. because cut the cord. Well, I cut the cord because I, I almost never turn on the TV mm. because if the TV's on, then the, the kids are going to be there like zombies, you know, just kind of like with... You know, drool out of the corner of the mouth the way mine <laughs> usually is. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I wouldn't turn it on. And then, like, the stuff we watch, it's usually on, it's usually Netflix, Hulu, Amazon stuff. And then a lot of stuff, like I said before, ends up on Hulu the next day. Mm -hmm. So even shows that I need to watch for some of these uh, online shows that I host, like the Marvel shows, like Cloak and Dagger's on Freeform. If I wait, like, I don't know four or five hours, it's on Hulu the next day. And I can watch it as my quote-unquote homework for my shows. So anyway, back to you. I oh. turned this into a me story. I threw a Tim Sicardo story in there. That's <laughs> all right. This is what we do. No. So you have no cable, and you're not familiar with Loveline, or you are familiar with Loveline? So my dad did listen to K-Rock a lot, and that's, and that's a local... K-R-O-Q right. here in Los Angeles. And that was the home ship station for Loveline. So yes. I don't think his intention was to have his daughter listen to tons of Loveline, but that was kind of the home station, and I got bits and pieces for sure. Right, because it's but it's on in the evening mm -hmm. and uh, ten it's, to midnight. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't to me seem like something that I'd you know look. I have a daughter, and uh, when she gets older, I, I don't know that that's something that that sort of thing that I would want to listen to with her. But I guess in some ways it's probably helpful because it's not all like you know the way that I think of that show a lot of time is you know people not with the serious questions, you know, mm -hmm. like it, it's more like, uh, yeah, I go down to my girlfriend and uh, she's never happy. And then it's like, all right, well, let me tell you how to do that. And mm -hmm. I'm like, whoa, all right, this is the radio. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, so you knew the show from listening with your dad. Yeah, I'd heard bits and pieces for okay. sure. So I definitely knew Drew. And I'd always been enamored by the radio and and storytelling and joke telling and entertaining and I love music and what did so did you grow up listening to K-Rock all day would you listen to Kevin and Bean um that's the morning show was, on uh, K-Rock here and they've been around for a long time they I have think. been yeah. around for a very long time and I was you're not very old but point. I'm 30 yeah well yeah, I wasn't gonna ask <laughs> you know you never ask a lady you know, but no, I mean, they, you were at school by the time they had their show. You were in college. No, no, no. I mean, I, well, early in the mornings, I wasn't listening to the radio because I oh, was in class. Oh, see, I always listened to the radio in the morning speaking. when I was getting ready for school. Mm. You know, uh, when I was a when I was a a, a younger boy, I would uh, I, I needed to hear the uh, the morning zoo on Z one hundred in New York uh, first with uh, Scott Shannon, and uh, I would get little that that was sort of like my understanding of what was going on in the world were from the morning zoo and from Saturday Night Live because Dennis Miller would talk about things on the news. So, uh, that you know, that's basically how I knew anything. Then I get a little older, uh, you know, then maybe I would listen to Howard Stern, but then I'd have to turn it down because, you know, it's, it's thing, even though it's regular radio, still things I'm like, I, I can't, my little sister can't hear this. I don't want my parents to, you know, it's just like, so, you know, now 
You just walk around with your phone and you put earphones in. Nobody knows what you're listening to. So you didn't listen to that, care. What did you like on the radio growing up? I loved all the rock. I mean, I and what were some of your some of your favorite like songs slash bands that you would just hear and like, oh, I'm gonna turn this one up and 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 did it tie into maybe the songs that your dad liked the most? Yeah, I mean, I think I was seeking out more modern stuff at the time, and that was like AFI, Green Day, Rise Against. Um, uh-huh. I was also listening to country. I had a aunt who I spent a lot of time with. She was a big country person. We rode horses, so I kind of had either the alt rock, rock, or the country. Right, and this is this is all part of growing up in the nine oh nine area code that you would end up maybe a little bit more uh, country centric. Actually, well, I spent a lot of time in the nine oh nine because my grandmother lived there and right. had the horses there. But my dad and I lived in Santa Ana. Oh, okay. Like so yeah, Orange that's County. yeah. So nine four nine. Seven one four. Oh, back back then, seven one four. Because I think I think, think they split now. Is, yeah, nine four well, nine is as you get closer to the beach. Look, I can do a whole show on uh, area, area codes, co- yeah. but I probably shouldn't. But that'll be coming up soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So okay, but yeah, I mean, I think you. Uh, it makes sense that uh, you know you'd also listen to country and look, country, especially in your lifetime, has been a little bit more adjacent to popular music Mm -hmm. like when i was a kid even where i grew up was relatively it's like right where the suburbs in new york started to get rural there were definitely people who liked country music but it was definitely like not cool you know it was just like no people didn't and and you know look country music sounded a lot different you know just in the 80s you know i mean it was usually like you know there's a tear in my beer and don't let you know not letting your babies grow up to be cowboys and whatnot early on for me that's what it was too it was faith hill tim mcgraw right see that's even the more modern stuff though like i'm talking about like conway twitty and waylon jennings and you know what i mean like the the johnny cash who always looked cool to me but i was like i don't know i don't know what he's singing well they had a song called boy named sue which is a good (laughs) one but uh so all right so that was kind of the mixture but were there personalities on the radio that like oh this this jockey, this morning show, this anything. You didn't listen to the morning. So, is anybody that you really liked you thought was funny? Kat Corbett, I always loved. And she, she just is she left. still on? So, or? she just left K Rock. Uh, she does their Sunday night locals only. Yeah, I know that um, name. I, and I, she I, fills in here and there. She also just wrote a, a script. So, she's been doing a lot of other stuff. Well, good. Yeah, I've, I've heard that name before. I don't listen to a lot, uh, as I said, a lot of uh, uh, old fashioned terrestrial radio, mm-hmm. especially now that Sirius XM has a good app. But the one car that we have is a 98. So uh, that has just regular radio in it, right. but a five CD changer. Ooh, so I could really, DJ really Christian. plan ahead. Yeah. With that car. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, uh, so that, so that's sort of your background. You end up just, do you go in for an interview for the so, sex with Emily show? Sex or? with Emily. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 or did they just? Say, or did you just I write met, and they're like, "Yeah, you start on Tuesday." I want to say I met her assistant for like a coffee or something, and we talked a little bit. And then I was just, you know, Emily used to have a little back guest house that she rented, and we would meet there, and we'd organize her sex toys and her lube, and we'd go through her mail and help her prepare for the show and so, make funny little videos and just oh, do weird stuff. Before that, yeah. Had you ever seen a sex toy? I'm not asking about, you know, in terms of what might no. have been done with it. Like, you know, because, like, you don't really see them on the shelves at the stores. They're not right. at Target. Right. No. You know, you got to go not. somewhere. You got to go to more of a specialty place. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 By the way, this section of the uh, Black Cast is brought to you by the Sex Toy Emporium. Yes. Right off of uh, the I-5 in Sun Valley. No. 
I wish we had that sponsor, by the way. That yeah. would be good money. That would be. Anyway. I have to talk to Emily. <sighs> so uh, how does that translate from you doing that podcast to you? Because you eventually screen calls for Loveline. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just going with Emily every Thursday. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, so she was just, was she only on Thursday or mm-hmm. you just went? Okay. She was only on Thursday, so I was going with her and her assistant every Thursday. I, and the uh, show at that point was Dr. Drew and Stryker? Mike or, Oh, Mike. Not point. Psycho, Psycho Mike. Mike because they stopped. No, they're the same. No, person. no. They stopped using the name Psycho Mike probably because at some point Dr. Drew might have felt like it's oh. not great for his brand oh. to have to be somebody that deals with mental health and all these issues and then to have a co-host called Psycho. They were yeah. trying to get away from that. Yeah. It still came up. I don't think Drew had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Mike fit in a really weird space with Drew, yeah. I always felt, where Drew was like enamored and, and curious about him. So yeah. so in my eyes, Mike would sometimes do things that were outlandish and maybe unacceptable and Drew would kind of laugh. So I well, think Mike flew under his radar. The uh, way that it worked at the old studio across the street, which I assume is still there, but I guess yeah. KLOS probably uses it. or They some, are using yeah, it well, currently. For, for another couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, Loveline would do their show at night and mm-hmm. what was it until 10 to midnight. 10 to midnight. Mm-hmm. And then we would go on the air at seven in the morning. Yeah. So we would be there five thirty ish, you know. And like three uh, hours after we all yeah. left. And uh Sabes was never happy. Uh and you know who that is. Is that Tim Sabian? No. Who? Uh Brett Abbott. Brett Abbott is yeah. Sabes? Because Dennis gave him that nickname. <laughs> Why? Because there's a baseball player, a really good pitcher. Uh, his name was Brett Saberhagen. Oh. So his name was Brett. So he decided that Brett Abbott would become Sabes. Okay. And I'm going to call him that next time we played it up that he was the actual Brett Saberhagen who had ended <laughs> up producing radio. So much so that the real Brett Saberhagen oh, no. was asked in interviews. It's like, so do you... you you work on the Dennis Miller show? And he's like, no, I get that. I get that sometimes. No, I, I don't. But it got so that people would mail Brett Saberhagen baseball cards to be signed to the show. And I'd have to send them back and be like, I'm sorry. It's was, it was just a joke. I thought about having Brett Abbott sign them. I really did. Because it's like, well, they're not. A, we're not saying they're authenticated. You're not going to be able to resell them. And then it's just like, no, I just got to. Uh, so that was, so my interaction was that you know, Brett had to kind of reset the board because maybe it wasn't yeah. left the way that it ought to have been. But I would, one, as of 2010, mm-hmm. I basically was the co-host of the radio show. So I would do all my work in the studio just because I, it was just quicker to answer questions right. if, if they had anything on the other side. And, you know, for when Dennis checked in, I was just definitely sitting there. Yeah. And so I would use that computer in there. Yeah. And it would... Almost always. Still be logged in. One in Gmail. Two on Facebook. Mike Catherwood. Mike Catherwood. I, yeah. I thought so, you were going to say Anderson. No. And I would uh, I, I would sign out. Uh-huh. Um, but I always thought, like, you know, if I knew this guy, there's the, 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 the pranks that could be played yeah. by having, you know, I'm not hacking into anything. He's mm-hmm. just leaving it mm-hmm. open. I never did it. That's when but, you do the whole, like, Christian Blatt is my favorite person in the whole world right. post. Right. Exactly. I thought about it. Um, now, what I would see was oh. the uh, Facebook uh, messenger, like 20 messages, yeah. uh, new messages from the time that, you know, he walked away from the screen. And, you know, you don't click on it, you don't read it, but you see the new messages. And uh, definitely, definitely ladies interested in perhaps meeting up 
I don't know. I, yeah. Maybe they're going to go sure. to the to the Emporium uh, <laughs> off the I five in in of course uh, Sun Valley, right up right up uh, north of Burbank. So uh, yeah, so that was kind of my interaction with that. I uh, didn't really listen to Love Line, I mean, especially not at, at that point. That's too late, you know, for morning radio. I mean, yeah. I. I got so that I would get up at 4.30, and I think eventually I got up at 5. But when I first started producing that show, mm-hmm. I'd get up at 3.30 in the morning because I was so worried oh, about everything. I would be the same, and, though. And then I'm just like, I cannot set my alarm for a number that starts in 3. It's like it has to be 4 or later. Mm. And then it ended up being 5, and then I started pushing it a little bit. But, mm. yeah. <laughs> Back when I gave a shit, I would get up at 3.30. <laughs> so the interesting thing is you end up on a sex podcast uh-huh. and being a regular on a conversation about, you know, mostly about sex yeah. show. And you did not have, it's safe to say that you were not well-versed in that area. No, I've learned a lot since, but I was. From those shows, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Um, so did were you upfront about your uh, experience or lack thereof? Obviously, when I applied for the job, I was not. I lied through my teeth, and I was like, yeah, my friends and I always talk about sexual positions. That's the cool way to do it. Right. Yeah. And, and then uh, I think a month in, she realized I was lying lying through my teeth. And, then, and uh, so this is not what your friends would talk about. No. So they were all good Catholic girls like you. But did you have the one maybe who was a little like she would tell you the stories about like, wait, you did what? No, honestly, I feel like I see I started working in June right before I started the junior year of high school. So then I kind of started spending less and less time with my friends. So I'm sure they were doing all these things. I just wasn't around. So you were kind of locked into sophomore year and they might have advanced without you. Yeah. You know, but you were just like, nope, I can't. I I can't. uh, I really wanted to try to remember the name of the guy that you... Uh, Joshua Knauer. Joshua Knauer. Do you keep in touch with him? I saw Joshua a couple years ago. He lives in San Diego. He's a, a scientist of some sort. And, hey. Uh, but it didn't work out. Well, clearly. But, because uh, he was not pure, so that was going to be a problem. I mean, since working on Emily's podcast, since she took me to the AVN Awards, since I've done Loveline, the pure stuff's kind of gone. I've been decatholicized. Really? Make that up. Uh, no, that sounds like a word. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot to unpack in that statement right there. But yeah. uh, tell me about going to the AVN Awards. That I've never was. been, but I've I've always heard the clips on Howard Stern. They'll usually play them the next day. Oh, what are they like? The acceptance, the, the awards. Oh, the awards. About, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I so they'll the play words. the acceptance speeches. Right. Oh, yeah. And sometimes they'll play clips from the movies that they're nominated for, you know, like. <laughs> But it's the best. Yes, (laughs) exactly. And think about it: like porn, as ridiculous as it is, if you can't see it and it's out of like, you're just like, yeah, okay. But the speeches, it's like, and the award for best gangbang goes to, you know. And but then it's like, you know, they'll play a game where it'll be like, all right, so is this speech somebody who won a Tony Award or somebody who won an AVN? That's so good. That's a great. Yeah. Well. This is king of all media for a reason. It's such a great <laughs> idea. And usually I'll listen and I'm like, all right, this is definitely a Tony. Nope. It's a porn award. <laughs> you know. And then you're like, okay, this one is gonna be a porn award. And so uh you go to the AVN Awards. So those those are in Vegas, right? Yeah. All right. So by, by the way, rock. Sin City. I know. That's not a place for a good Catholic girl. Oh no, no. And this is the that hard the- rock in Las Vegas, not the hard rock in the Dominican Republic, because <laughs> if you had gone to that hard rock, you I'd would probably- be dead right now. <laughs> Yeah, so I would be talking to your ghost. (laughs) 
better believe I'd haunt you. Well, yeah. Even though we wouldn't have met, you know, there's a, there's a timeline issue. But uh, true. Lindsay's ghost will be on the podcast in a few weeks. But anyway, <laughs> oh. no, 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 no. Just I don't want to die yet. Traveling back in time oh. from the future, it'll I, be like oh. it'll be old lady Lindsay mm-hmm. ghost from you know uh, long after I'm gone. Wow. So you go to the Avian Awards, yeah. And what was that like? I can't even imagine. That was eye opening. I bet. Um, it was it was wild. So I was mostly running Emily's booth during the convention before the award show. So I was telling creepy old men and also cute old couples and weird guys in between about the different sex toys she endorsed and her book, talking about the podcast, kind of just doing all that sort of promotion. And how successful was the podcast when you do it independently like that? I mean, she had the platform like Loveline to promote it. So She was paying her bills and she is now on Sirius as well as doing the podcast. She has a serious sex with Emily and a podcast. Did she have uh, 40,000 listeners a week? Uh, less, more? Uh, uh, I don't all right. know. I you never really saw know? her numbers. Oh, no. well, that's smart. Yeah, but that's she must have been doing well enough, like yeah. I said, because she was living off of it. Yeah, well, I live off the black cast, obviously. I can tell. Yeah, yeah definitely. Clearly. I'm just here for fun. Uh, all right, so you go to the AVN <laughs> Award, but so the, but you attend the actual awards, or do you just mm-hmm. do the booth? So you no. sit in there during the speeches. Yeah. What are you thinking while you're watching that? I'm thinking this is fucking weird and wild, mm. and these I, I don't. It was just a shock, really. I I think I didn't know what to think because, to me, sex was bad. I don't think I ever got a sex talk. I asked my parents where babies came from before they split, and they bought me a pair of guinea pigs. So, oh, that's yeah. how I learned about sex. So did you like watch the guinea pigs? Yeah, they make this weird ee, and then they <laughs> jump on each other, and um, you know, and the uh, and the Avian Award for best guinea pig impression <laughs> goes to Lindsay Floyd. Uh, so, yeah, that doesn't seem like the best way to explain that. Right. Um, Okay. Right. So it was just all really shocking. And also I was afraid. And when I was younger, if I ever thought someone was attractive, you know, or heaven forbid hormones get going, I felt bad. I felt like it was a bad thing. So going to the porn awards and the convention was very eye opening because I saw people who obviously were much more promiscuous or much more out there, comfortable with themselves. Sure. But I didn't see it all in a creepy taking advantage way like there were weird men walking around with those flashlights have you heard of those they're like for masturbating i could pretend that i don't know what a flashlight is, is but actually for dennis's cnbc show i did go to uh i forget what the name of the convention was it was like a sex convention at the the uh the convention center here mm-hmm. in la mm-hmm. we filmed a bit there <laughs> um and uh there's a company i think it's a clothing company and the name of the company i think is I heart vagina. Oh, wow. And so there, there's somewhere there's a picture of me just holding up a billboard, <laughs> in the, not a billboard, a bumper sticker in the middle of this thing. Uh, and uh, Ron Jeremy was there yeah. uh, because, you know, it was an event and they asked. So, of course, Ron of Jeremy course. was there. Um, is he still with us or has he passed away? I, I think he's still. Yeah, well, let's do some research before. Uh, oh, but wow. um, I've I've seen Ron Jeremy, you know, just walking out of the rainbow on sunset. I, I've seen Ron Jeremy quite a few times, actually. Yeah, he's like, um, I'm sure you have. Well, no, 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 no. I've never seen him professionally. I've never seen his work. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend that I've never watched porn, but I've never seen a porn with Ron Jeremy in it, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that had to be, yeah, eye-opening for you. Yeah, it was wild. Especially I'd... clips where, you know, maybe other things were opening for the uh, the nominees, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh, and, and yeah. not, not even necessarily things that, that you would have thought 
could open. So I have to throw in. Yeah, we also during that weekend had dinner with Mr. Skin. Mr. Skin. Do you remember Mr. Skin? Oh, believe me, I know Mr. Skin. He uh, every year, I think after the the Oscars, uh, he puts out the Skin Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. I, though I think he calls it something else, and I think it's like I'm every time I'm like. Dude, call it the Skin Anatomy Awards. <laughs> and uh, my friend Kevin Blatt, spelled differently than me, not related, oh. B-L-A-T-T, he has uh, worked in the adult industry okay. uh, for for quite a while. And he's actually really good friends with Mr. Skin oh. and, like, you know, like, talks about what a great guy he is. So uh, I have not met Mr. Skin, but uh, we've talked about Mr. Skin a few times on the Blackcast going back to the old days. And uh, Mr. Skin, you are invited anytime. I think it's a fascinating service that he provides on one level mr skin is a little bit of a hero because all you have to do i don't know what it costs to subscribe to his site but he cuts out the nude scenes from all the movies that you don't necessarily want to watch some of these movies are terrible but actresses (laughs) that you know earlier in their career and you know look there is one for men it's called mr man so there's, if you want to see nude scenes with men in it. Oh, well, I'm going to have to I, check this out. I'm sure. I mean, I'm single. Well, then apparently Mr. Man might be uh, might be ready to mingle. Oh. So, uh, but yeah, so he, it's just, he takes the scenes from, you know, TV shows and movies and, you know, with the internet speeds being what it is now, it's great. I think in the early days it was like, great, in 45 minutes I'll be able to see this eight second clip of, you know, Reese Witherspoon's nipple. <laughs> There's a movie that Reese Witherspoon was uh, was topless in. Wow. Uh, it, it's uh, mm, it's called Twilight, but it's not Twilight like oh. the vampire movies. <laughs> right. And uh, just little things like that that you learn. It's like, oh, people who, you know. And look, when you have a show like Game of Thrones that has a lot of nudity in it, it, it keeps uh, Mr. Skin very busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh you know, I'm a fan from afar. Oh. I, I think he provides a, a, a very valuable service. And then the, at the end of each year, he'll give awards for best this or that, you know. And uh, some of the uh, the categories are very funny. And some of them you're like, hey, that sounds horrifying. I need to see it. So you had dinner with Mr. Skin. <laughs> yeah. So it was. Did uh, he pick up the check? He did. It was like Does he have a Mr. Skin dollars for 10 of us. Okay. 10 of you. I mean, it's still a lot. It's a lot. But I, I thought mean, it was there like. There was a, this like. I don't even um, think of like those things you put cakes on, like the cake pedestals. Sure. But it was almost like a big giant bowl and it just had all these sea animals falling out of it. Wait, where did you have this meal? I don't remember, but it was insane. It was just so That's insane. There was a bunch of the uh, naked news girls with us clothed. Okay. Right. Naturally. They they don't need to be naked when they eat dinner. Right. At least I hope not. But uh, it it was interesting. So uh, do you end up talking about your uh, lack of experience with Dr. Drew and those guys on that show. Yeah, that came up a little bit. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, was it like, well, Lindsay, you don't know anything. What do you think about that? Or how 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 did it come up, you know? Well, jeez. Uh, I, I mean, Drew really, Drew and Mike really gained interest in me when I started a podcast under Drew's, under Drew's uh, recommendation. And uh, my Host and I went to the Renaissance Fair, and this just shocked Dr. Drew for some reason. He didn't understand how we the- might enjoy something like that. And then they started talking to me quite a bit about the podcast, about my sex life, about my my family, my you know what I've got some right. And so the podcast where you go to the Renaissance Festival is mm-hmm. that something you still do or? So uh, no, I haven't done the podcast in years. Uh, 
we did it for a year. I think we did like 10 or 12 episodes and we did the Renaissance Fair. Oh, we went a, to a- It's a great way to build momentum. I know. 12 episodes in a year. We, yeah. or, well, no, that doesn't make sense. We were doing them um, every week or every other week. Oh, okay. So well, see, that, that sounds like- uh, So- uh, and what was the name of the podcast? It was called Pretty Oddcast. It and would, is it still out there if people want to hear it? Yes, I will tell you it's probably pretty unlistenable as I'm I was pretty, I'm pretty sure I'll be listening to it uh, <laughs> because terrible. I'm very interested now. Um, and we've talked about this, I think, on the Dennis Miller Show. You know my familiarity with Renaissance festivals? Well, you, I know you went this I, last year. Well, I went this year, but I, I worked at one. Oh, that's When right. I was in high school. And oh. so I was, uh, let's see, this was, I was 16 and uh, I wasn't uh, wasn't quite the man of the world. Let's put it this way: when I was sixteen, you it, obviously alternate reality where I'm not a thousand years older than you. You would have <laughs> talked to me when I was sixteen. Let's just leave it at that. All right. But so it's like five minutes from. It's actually between my house and my high school. Okay. My high school is about 15, 20 minutes away. Okay. So uh, the Renaissance Festival is right there, and there would be a lot of people. You know, a lot of people who worked there were you know high school age. But it wasn't like just from my high school. My high school was really small. So there would be these girls that went to the other like big high school or other high schools uh-huh. in the area. So I got to pretend that I was like, oh, my God, yeah, I'm actually really cool. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually a pretty great guy. Let's talk. You know, so uh, it, it, it definitely helped. It was, a, it was first of all, it was a lot of fun uh-huh. because I worked in a tavern moving around kegs of beer all day, Ooh, yeah. which, again, would, you wouldn't have approved of that. But... <laughs> Please uh, don't drink, it's bad. Right. Well, you know, and just not on the job. Uh, but, uh, and then, you know, just, uh, and I would say because a, a friend of mine worked as one of the, they would sell these garlands, these flowers for your hair. And Still do. All the, yeah, all the, all the women, well, the, look, the, all the girls who had that job, you're, you're dressed, you know, in, in uh, attire from that era. <laughs> I, I a push-up really, bra, I, you I, mean? <laughs> I really, I really tripped over not saying period clothes, by the way, cool. because that's not what I meant. But it is from the Renaissance era, <laughs> not period clothes. Uh, and yes, there was things were boosted, and you're just like, "Hi, it's very nice to meet you." I don't know if you have eyes or not. I'm sorry, I'm but I got to be really good friends with these girls, and they were like, they didn't know me. You know, I knew one girl and, and, and even her, it was like a friend of a friend. So it was like, great. So it's like, I had like a, a network of people that like hadn't known me since kindergarten. So it's really, you, know? you really found yourself. I, at the Renaissance Festival, I think most of us should find ourselves. I, I, I had a, I had a girlfriend for like a couple weeks, um, but then uh, she decided we needed to bro- break up. And then that afternoon I started making out with a taller, much more attractive guy so i got it shame on her he was a little older though and i'm pretty sure let's see she was probably she's probably 16 he's probably 19 but whatever you know i didn't call anybody on that someone's going to jail apparently not uh so yeah and i i think that first of all it was fun because you could do the accent and you were kind of within reason you didn't actually have to be nice to people i bet now you do but if somebody asked you for directions you could actually treat them like they were being stupid. I feel like they're still like that. Well, I hope Unless because it's like, God, if you can't have fun in the Renaissance Festival, where can <laughs> you have fun anymore? Uh, so, yeah, for me, I think that it, it it was just, it was great. It was just a, the right time in life. It was the summer I was 16. I definitely remember. So, uh, and it was, it was just a lot of fun. And I did it for three summers. 
And, uh, yeah, then I was in college and, you know, it, uh, well, I don't know exactly what happened, but, uh, I stopped doing it after those, uh, couple of years, but, uh, it was a lot of fun. I always, I always kind of liked it. I thought it was fun. I liked watching the shows. Yeah. There's a very specific sense of humor around the Renaissance Festival. So when you and the, uh, the odd casters went to the Renaissance Festival, uh -huh. it was the one, uh, out in like Irwindale, like the mm -hmm. big one. Yeah. yeah the that's Speedway. the one yeah, that I went to not long ago yeah. uh, with the kids. Oh. And, uh, did you have fun or were you there to make fun of it? Um, no, I had fun, but I kind of like getting in or going. I like the escapism, right? Sure. Absolutely. I like the idea of being able to kind of like go into another world and just fart around and be a little childish and have a good time. And when they throw a chocolate meat in, I mean, who can say no? Right. Exactly. But you weren't old enough to drink yet, were you? Oh, I was by then. Oh, by then. But yeah. did you have a drink before you were 21? I did. Okay. I did. Were you like 20 I, and a half or something? I think something? I was 19. Oh, my God. Well, it was a Cadillac in, margarita. If you were in show. Canada, you would have been able to. So it would have been all right. That's you know? true. Yeah. Uh, so that experience, so they find out that you went to Renaissance Festival and liked it, and Dr. Drew didn't understand how anyone could enjoy that. Oh, yeah. He did his typical, what? Like, he does this weird, it yeah, goes I've, like I've, up. I think the, I've the, heard the, that. The girly yeah, type. I've, yeah. Yeah, I've heard that when he's, you know, what? trying to like, you so know, counsel mini-me or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, in one of those shows. Sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, so how long do you do Loveline? Loveline's not on anymore, or, or is it it's back? Not, or? So it's back now on uh, on one of Entercom's HD channels. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's not terrestrial. Yeah, which, um, you know, the HD channels are basically satellite radio for poor people. Right. It's actually not. It's just a mean thing I wanted to say because you have to have <laughs> that HD receiver in your car. You do. And I do have that in my car. I do not. Yeah. But you can stream it. Yeah, I right. wish Entercom was playing me, paying me for that plug, but... Yeah, wow. Okay. I mean, I wish AVN was paying us. I wish yeah. Sex with Emily was paying us. Mr. I wish the Skin. Renaissance Fest. Mr. Skin, <laughs> Dr. if you think about it, Mr. Skin really should have paid for that plug. I, I raved about the you service really that he did. provides. And I think I even said MrSkin.com. Yeah, you know? you and did. if I didn't, well, I, I promoted Mr. Man. I know, I told you about Mr. Man. Oh, I can't wait. <sighs> I mean, well, we'll get that review. Just not on the work computer, right? <laughs> I would hope right? not. Yeah. <laughs> there, that's, I would never look at Mr. Man on the work computer. Uh, so, so you do that for a while, and then yeah. that's, uh, that's not a Westwood One show, or like back no. back in this era. Let's talk about it. so when you're doing Loveline. That's not a Westwood One show, so, right? So not Westwood One. I, but somewhere along the line, Entercom, well, it was then CBS Radio that owned right. KROQ. Um, they must have had some sort of deal with either Cumulus or maybe it was podcast. Yeah, we, one. we became we became Cumulus while I was here. That actually was the uh, death knell of the Dennis Miller radio show, was mm. uh, Cumulus uh, just uh, doing some accounting. And also, uh, Apparently you know, they've had a lot of accounting. De Dennis was ready to move on from the radio show. Anybody yeah. who heard it, you know, could tell his, his heart wasn't really in it. Mm. Um, and it was, I, it was the same with Loveline when it finally left. They just weren't. The yeah, hearts I mean, weren't just there. Just when you do it for, for it was that like long. 40 years, 30 years. 30 years of Love Line? It was on for so long. That's insane. I had no yeah. idea it was on that long. Because, mm -hmm. I, I mean, growing up in New York, I only heard of it, I think, when it went to MTV. Mm -hmm. And then there, I think it was on, but if you think about the time difference, that would have been really late. You know, if it's 10 to midnight here, that's here. 1 to 3 mm -hmm. in New York. And there was like a knockoff version of it. Oh, but I think what they did is I think they were a night behind. Oh, okay. Well, that would make more sense. Yeah, but there was a knockoff version of it, and I think it was called like Love Phones or something. Really? And it was yeah, and it was on the top forty station that I mentioned earlier, Z one hundred in in New York. But uh, I, I, you know, I I'd kind of moved on for popular music because look, I was. Uh, 
Uh, you know, I was get I was getting Renaissance Festival tale. <laughs> I was listening to cool music. Hey, alternative music had taken the world by storm. This is the year, the summer that I'm 16. Uh-huh. That would be the summer after the the big. So that's the summer of 1992. Mm-hmm. So that's like right after the big Nirvana album, mm-hmm. the Pearl Jam album. So I was like, oh, well, I listen to cool music now. Oh. Don't you worry. Did you have oh. long hair too? A little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, longer than this, yeah. But not like long, long hair. I never oh. did that. I, it always starts to curl on the edges, so it mm. looks weird. Mm. So I can't, I've never had it much longer than this. I had a little bit longer than I this. See. But um, somewhere I could probably find uh, my... Uh, my senior photo, which is kind of where it was the longest. It's got to be your next throwback Thursday picture. I guess so. Hashtag TBT on at Christian DMZ on Twitter (laughs) and Instagram as well. Uh, Hey, always be closing if you want the knife set. So, uh, yeah. uh, What was my point in all that? Oh, so I didn't hear all that stuff. So, okay. So you... This has really mostly been about me, and I think it's very unfair to the uh, the Get to Meet Lindsay Floyd show. It's really been you know me telling anecdotes and stories about Tim Sicardo and Mr. Skin and Ron Jeremy. But uh, so what? How? So that that's that recorded in that building across the street for a long time, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So the cumulus thing happens, mm-hmm. and they're still still there, right? Yeah, we do. They there. move at some point. Yes. Yeah, I thought that happened. Yeah, we were there. I started. With Loveline in January 2014, I think we moved, I think it ended in 16, so we must right. have moved and fi- the, in the, 15. The Dennis Miller show ended, uh, well, <laughs> technically at the end of February 2015, we had another month of shows that were best of shows, but okay. uh, so... I, but you worked the night shift. I was mm-hmm. in the morning, so we I, I never saw you. I don't remember no. ever seeing you until this podcast started. No, I, and I don't you, think we ever crossed paths. No, you probably wouldn't have seen me because we would have been late at night, um, and anything else I did for K-Rock would have been out of their main station address. So I definitely wouldn't have seen you, but I would hear, you know, especially with the board, like when I was getting trained on the board during the Loveline hours. By Anderson. By Anderson yeah. Cowan, who I've heard there's bad blood. Um, well, I, I have, I, I don't even know. Him, you oh, know, okay. I just think they're, they're like, I think there were camps in the building. There were people Definitely. who liked him mm-hmm. and people who didn't. Well, he's, you know what? I, I am one of the people who like him, but even as his friend, I can say he's got some rough edges and sure. I don't think they'll ever go away. It's just who he is. Yeah. But I remember, I would remember specifically him saying when he trained me, like, you have to make sure we reset the board for Dennis in the mil- in the morning or we have to set the board from Dennis's settings to Loveline right. now. And there was always a big thing about that. Well, yeah, because, like, we uh, the connection was so much more tenuous than it is now with the what the Comrex brick is what we're still using, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It was a it, it was, was eventually it? a T1, but oh. at first it was an ISDN. An ISDN and I think yeah. we go down all the time. Oh, I bet. And that's why... When we were setting up the studio for this show, I was like, you got to take pictures of everything mm-hmm. because it used to happen all the time. Oh. And we would have to tell him, I was like, all right, so that uh, lever on the back over here, wow. the red lever, you know, you'd, so he'd have to actually manually like reset the That's thing. That's awful. It was terrible. It, oh. it, it was so bad. And it was also like, you know, 650 in the morning. But I know? guess that's part of getting to broadcast from home. Yeah, right, exactly. You know? It went with the territory, and it's it's so much easier now. Like, yes, we will occasionally have some tech problems <laughs> with Christian Toto and otherwise. But uh, let's see. Well, people have heard that. Yeah, people have heard that by the time they hear this. So I, I just think, I'm like, oh, am I giving I something away? You're so good at it. Well, you know, trying to cross-promote <laughs> the Dennis Miller option from uh, Westwood One. So uh, so you did that until until basically it ended. But so mm-hmm. when do you go from working on Loveline across the street to uh, 
West One didn't have a podcast division when I was doing the radio show. Mm -mm. Uh, if they did, we could have done a good job of like clipping out interviews and stuff. Yeah. And uh, at one point, actually, there was a, a, a relationship with Podcast One. Yeah. Norm Pattis, who founded Westwood One, had moved on to do Podcast One. I think that was the love line. I think it was Podcast One and, yeah. and K-Rock. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So, uh, but we would send like one interview a week, I think, of Dennis's show. Mm -hmm. And they would uh, use that as the podcast. I think that's how it worked. That makes and, sense. Yeah. I, I, I allegedly got paid for it, but I don't remember. <laughs> uh, in any case. So, uh, so when does Westwood One start doing podcasts and what are you doing at that point? So, uh, my understanding is that Westwood One started with the podcasting in, what is it? It's 19, uh, I think 2017. Uh, I think that was Jason Stapleton who was actually recently on Dennis Miller's The Dennis podcast. Miller option on Westwood One. Mm -hmm, on yes. Westwood One, yeah. On Westwood One. Uh, at the time I was working in this building, I was working as a sound editor for NBC Sports Radio. So I was pulling play-by-play -play and interview clips. And your boss was Jack Silver. And my boss was I, Jack Silver. I remember uh, NBC Sports Radio starting at the building across the street. Mm -hmm. And they uh, a lot of you know, studio space that wasn't really being utilized, you know, occasionally throughout the day, sure, uh, got <laughs> dedicated completely to NBC Sports uh -huh. Radio. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, not to marginalize what they do, I still don't know how you find NBC Sports Radio. I've never been in a city where NBC Sports Radio has a station. So I think, I know that CBS Sports Radio, if... You go to the digital channel mm -hmm. for KLOS 95.5. Uh, you click over. One of them is CBS Sports Radio. And then I think the other one is KNX, the, mm. the news station. So you can hear those in HD. So I assume that that's how some people find NBC Sports Radio. But I don't know how I, you find it. I don't know exactly, which I, I guess I should probably know more. Uh, but I wasn't a sports person when I got into the job. I had been working with CBS at K-Rock and I had been doing more horse training work. Right. Um, I got injured. I injured my hand. I couldn't do the horse stuff any longer. And so my friend set me up with this NBC sports editor position. He was just like, tell them you know how to run a soundboard. Tell them you know how to edit. And tell them you'll learn sports. And, and so, the first two were things that you knew. Yeah, and they yeah. were things I knew. Yeah. And then when it came to sports, Jack's like, what do you know about sports? And I'm like, well, you know, it's pretty expansive. Uh, there's soccer, football, hockey, and um, basketball. Yeah. So, Yeah, and, and, you know, it's basically as much as you knew about sex when you started talking to Emily. Exactly. It's know? been an interesting career path for me. Right, it's just lying about <laughs> pretending you know things. No, I told him I didn't know. I told. But him that's I good. It's good to be on the, good to be upfront about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was how I ended up producing the radio show was when it started, uh, there was a producer and a technical director in New York because they had done a remote show before Dennis's. Mm. And myself and Salman, uh, David Weiss, who was the uh, the co-host sidekick at that point, we were in a studio, a small studio off across the street over there. And uh, uh, it wasn't a good fit with the uh, original producer of the show, so they decided they were going to move on. They started bringing in people to observe the show from here in L.A. because they were going to have Brett and uh, this other guy, Dave Coelho, who works for Colin Cowherd now. Uh, known as Munga uh, for long-term listeners of the show, long-time listeners of the real radio show. And uh, at some point, Dennis is the one who thought of it, and he was just like, why, not, why don't they just make Christian the producer? And they thought about it for a minute. But uh, and Bartesser called me. He's like, look, you can learn all the radio stuff. It's like, I... Ha Look, you know Dennis a little bit mm -hmm. at this point. 
he's not hard to work with. It's just very specific. It's particular. Mm -hmm. If you know how to do it and you follow sort of some very loose guidelines, you're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. You know, if he's actually mad about something, just make sure he knows that you're taking it seriously and you're trying to fix it, Mm -hmm. you know. And uh, I, I tried really hard to coach that producer. Like, look, it's not that hard of a job. You just do these couple things. And then he would never back down on things where it was just so easy to be like, sure, no problem, we'll fix it. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. more like, it was, okay, here's a good example. When we pre-taped a show, mm-hmm. he wanted to tape the show in order, take the breaks for commercials, the actual time for commercials, and make Dennis sit there for like, three minutes and I was just like I don't understand why you would do that he's asked you not to do that you know uh so it just I guess it made his life easier but it just seemed so inefficient I didn't know anything about radio other than I listened to it so that's just one example that sort of thing that I never quite understood and and I haven't said this gentleman's name he's a nice enough guy I met him I when I I actually sort of I went to New York. They actually, believe it or not, West One flew me to New York. Wow. Right. To observe this guy uh, and, and just kind of get a feel for the way the show worked. So, uh, yeah, so uh, so the, the thinking was, like, you'll learn the radio stuff. Mm-hmm. You have a good relationship with Dennis. Next producer, maybe that would build up over time. Maybe it wouldn't. Why? We right. already have that with you. Let's just have you do it. And uh, having been a radio producer for uh, eight years, and I, I still sort of do it a little bit for the podcast, uh, it's really not a hard job. I, I think I had it figured out after a couple of weeks, but I was so stressed out. I think the first thing that I didn't understand is I, I so we were three hours, five days a week. And if I was like, so say it was Tuesday, I'm like, okay, we have to get guests for Wednesday. And I would be like, let's see if these people want to do it. And I would wait to hear her back to see if they could do it. Mm-hmm. And if they couldn't do it, then I'm like, oh, I should try and get somebody else Yeah. for tomorrow mm-hmm. and i would end up like you know go so late in the day i'm like oh my god i don't have a guest for yeah, tomorrow yeah and you know the people who did promotions were all in new york so they wanted to know who the guests were at like pretty much noon yeah. our time and mm-hmm. i'm like oh, the show just show only ended a little while ago right. I, I don't know yet yeah so it was like sort of navigating that sort of thing and then just realizing like you know you can kind of get a couple people on the hook and you're like hey i think we might be able to do it tomorrow but if not thursday you know just the ways to actually book guests uh, I think once I learned that, and this was like by the end of July 2007, uh, I was like, oh, okay, I think I, I think I know how to do it. So uh, again, I turned this into a me story, but I thought it was relevant because like you could learn the yeah. sports stuff. Yeah, exactly. And how long did you work for NBC Sports Radio? Uh, I think I worked there for two or so years. Okay. And yeah. uh, did you... Get so that you'd be excited about sports in the way that, like, if you're editing clips from it and you're like, oh, this thing's really cool, that, like, this is what people are excited about. Yeah, there were things that would excite me. I really did grow to enjoy basketball. I still don't know a whole lot. Now, the 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 NBA, college, or not specific? Both, both. NBA, of course, is exciting. Everybody knows about it. They're big games. Um, College is great, though, because they're not so dramatic like well, they the, seem like they have something what i like about college win. basketball is that the pacing is better mm-hmm. the nba the last two minutes turn into just fouls mm-hmm. and, and more fouls and mm-hmm. just seeing you know so uh but yeah it's uh you know it's it, basketball's never been the forefront for me but it, i i think like you know going to basketball can certainly certainly be fun mm-hmm. uh i i i've always said that uh, i like the nerd sport of sports which is baseball because mm. it's very slow Ugh. and it's a lot of numbers that's what and, kills me right no look my wife is the same way oh. and uh so but you know my wife when we started going to baseball games together it's like the way that i go with my son 
it was mapped out like here's all the snacks that we're gonna have you know so like if you talk to my son uh, and you ask him like when you went to the baseball game with daddy what did you eat uh, you know no 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 you wouldn't say what did you eat how was the baseball game good i had hot dog and popcorn and ice cream and then what did you do after that went home Love it. But, uh, yeah, and the sort of, you know, my, my wife probably would have had the ice cream first. That would have been the the only difference. I would have thrown a Michelada in there. Do they have those? I don't uh, like beer, plain beer. No. Is it, what is that? Is that a Michelob Colada? Why is it a Michelada? A, a, a Michelada is a beer and either tomato juice or Clamato. Oh, and, Clamato. Yikes. And, um, like, chili powder, like tahine. Um, I've seen those. They have those at Dodger Stadium. I've definitely seen those They there. have them at Disneyland, too. California Adventure, probably, mm-hmm, right? Uh-huh, yeah, because uh-huh. that's the adventure is that you're going to be drunk when you go on all the rides. <laughs> yes. Disneyland. <laughs> Disneyland, I guess you're going to be able to drink now at the Star Wars land. But, oh, you uh, can. Oh, that's yeah, great. I yeah. yeah I'm, not, I'm not going for a while. I'll let the crowds die down. But uh, I have to act like I'm too cool for the Star Wars land, even though I really want to see it. It's just like, like I, first of all, it's like $130 to go to Disneyland. Yeah. I'm going to have to bring the kids. Yeah. And the lines are crazy and all that right now. So, you know, maybe. Maybe for like my forty fifth birthday, I'll go to check out In Star 10 Wars. Years. Yes, thank yeah, you, uh-huh. thank you for that. that You're welcome. You know what? That was, that's for you. So <laughs> I'm a good person. <laughs> NBC Sports for two years. When yeah. do you start doing podcasts? So I was doing NBC Sports. Uh, then I started working on the Zach Singh Show, which is the studio behind us. It's a pop talk. We're familiar with it. Evening show, yeah. I they bet moved you are. into our studio. Yes, they did. And they were measuring it basically while we were, uh, you know, trying to finish up our run and. Uh, Jeff will tell stories. Jeff uh, Duray, who is Captain EO on the uh, Black House, uh, we'd be in there working, and they'd want to like have like a meeting in the studio. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Yeah, you know, we're still working." There's always rules for that studio. So like, like you couldn't come in until after eleven or whatever. You know, stretch your arms out like a bird, holding right. your hands as far apart as possible, and then just tell yourself Zach Singh is on one side, and social norms and acceptable behaviors are on the other. <laughs> Do you know that? Um, my friend Zia, her husband, works for Zach Sang right now. And oh. I met him for the first time in this building in the men's room. Really? Yeah. Not Z- Zach, but the friend. But uh, but Zia's husband. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Nick. His name is Nick. Nick. Okay. Yeah. So uh, and he's worked for Zach for, uh, I don't know, for a few months or whatever. He worked at oh, Sirius cool. before that. But uh, anyway, so I'm just trying to keep it all in the family. So you yeah. worked on the Zach Sang. So was it Zach Sang and the gang or just Zach Sang no, at that point? Because the, the gang, gang, I think. Not PC. You know, it was more of a gang guy, you know. I, I thought that the gang is really what added to um, this show. This is me, like, basically taking all of my rhythms from Dennis. That's how I <laughs> developed my style of comedy. I, I was really more of a gang fan i feel like the show meant something when the gang was there so you did that for a little while yeah i did that for a while so i was doing both and it was starting to become this weird thing where i was working like 80 hours of a week here i was working a lot you're being paid hourly yeah okay all right i was like i was a part-time employee with sack i was a a freelancer with NBC, and then they started having me work with Jason Stapleton for right. a couple hours. So then I started getting to where I was doing like these 80 hour work weeks. And I'm like, look, I know you guys are paying me like three different ways. So you probably don't realize this, but I'm working 80 hours a week for you guys. And it's, it's wearing me down essentially. Yeah. And, um, I think that's when they ha- were in this transition of taking on the podcasting network and trying to grow that side. And so that's when they were like, would you be interested in transferring to our podcast network? Um, and they offered me a full-time position. And 
that's how I got to know you back at the beginning of this year. Yeah. When we were trying to launch the uh, Dennis Miller option. Right. A little sooner than the company wanted. A uh-huh. uh, little little sticking point in the negotiations. But these, you know, this is not the first time that a deal that I've been, you know, on the outside of, but at least adjacent to, like a deal with Dennis uh, came up at Christmas time. Because there's a certain point in That's December where time. you're like, okay, not going to happen now. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, when you come back, it's like January 7th. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, let's not pick right up where we left off. Let's start all over, oh, you know. And yeah. that's what, what happened with this show. And my question to you, when they said, I, I assume at this point it was uh, it was our friend Ted, Ted past Woods. Blackcast guest, by the way. Oh, like, yeah. Quite a long time ago, Ted oh. Woods, yeah. Uh, he was a guest on the Blackcast. I always knew him in the hallway and I would always talk like comic books and stuff with him. Yeah. So... When you got hired uh-huh. to produce Dennis's podcast, mm-hmm. did you know who Dennis Miller was? I did know who he was. Good for you. I did. Because yeah, look, a lot you. of people who are 30, not necessarily going to know. You, you know, know that's what, not his demographic. I feel like that's not so because a lot of people will ask me what I do. And okay. then when I say podcast producer, they look at me like I said something in another language. Yeah. Um, and so I have to talk about how I'm assigned these podcasts and what I do for them. And then Dennis's name will come up and a lot of people will... At, I guess at first they will kind of tilt their head and then they'll go, oh, he was on SNL. He was on right, right. or this TV show. Right. They'll know him from, that's things, they'll know him from SNL, but it was a long time ago on SNL. That's Like, true. that's the thing. But people do know SNL, and yes. I think that always helps. His HBO show was huge, mm-hmm. and he did Monday Night Football. And yeah. there's, you know, he'll always talk about it. It's like about half the people kind of like stuff that he does and half the people don't like it. And he's like, that Monday Night Football was no different. He had a lot of fun with it, and he has great stories about working with Al Michaels uh, and Dan Fouts on Monday Night Football. And uh, he, my favorite story, it's Dennis's to tell, but I'll tell it anyway, is that the first Monday Night Football that he did, it was the, I guess they do the Hall of Fame game during uh, during training camp or whatever in August. And he, he just, uh, before they start, he's like, I figure I should tell you guys, I've never been to an NFL game before. He just watched on TV a lot and he has oh. like a lot of like, you know, uh, 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 obscure somewhat obscure mm-hmm. facts and numbers in his head. But he's just never actually been to one. And I think that's so funny that, that, is- that was the first time that he went was co-hosting Monday Night Football. Wow. So you get to do this uh, Dennis Miller show, mm-hmm. and then they probably tell you that, like, oh, this guy he does it with is, um, you know, really difficult, <laughs> has a lot of demands. <laughs> yes. uh, but they probably told you this, like, oh, yeah, well, the, at some point it comes up that, I, that I'm going to be booking the guests. I would assume for most podcasts you would at least be somewhat involved in that process. I am involved some uh, but not real heavily. Not as much. It's not my biggest burden or responsibility. So they I, they have internal like bookers that do that, right? We do have some. Because Podcast One had somebody that did that. Mm-hmm. And we, I'd say probably like five to ten guests over the course of the year we did a Podcast One came through uh, came through her. Oh, okay, yeah. So we do have a girl. We have someone here that books uh, talent, mm-hmm. Mina. Uh, she does that. A lot of our talent book their own guests though still just, haven't still haven't seen uh, newt gingrich on our show by the way yeah mm. i uh, I'm just saying. followed up on that last week you <laughs> know what's okay. funny is i was either going to be on newt's or i was going to be on dennis's oh well and uh, i was like bye-bye yeah well uh well i'm glad you ended up here me and, too uh i think that uh, the internal booker it's a good asset to have but it's bad to rely on because they have all these people that they're they just have things that are not a good fit for Dennis in particular. That's true. And look, anybody who listened to the radio show, if you look at the guest list for the podcast, it's a lot of people who used to be on the mm-hmm. podcast, or used to be on the radio show. Mm-hmm. There are going to be other people who, you know, maybe 
just weren't around. You know, somebody. Well, you know, even Sebastian Maniscalco, he was on the he was on the the radio show uh, early in his career. Uh. So it's you know just but some of them you know maybe weren't regulars and all that. But it's uh, it's just I know who he's comfortable with, who, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes somebody comes up and I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. But I think that Jason Stapleton was the first guest that I didn't book on this incarnation of the podcast. Right. You, I did book Jason Stapleton. Boop, boop, boop. I who it, I think was a great guest. Yeah, I thought that was, they had a great conversation. Um, I like. I, I admit that I didn't know anything about him when you mentioned him, but I'm like, sure, if you think it's a good fit. And then as soon as I knew that he he had served, I think in Iraq and Afghanistan, I'm mm-hmm. like, great, Dennis is going to get along. I knew Dennis yeah. would like that. No, you're absolutely right. So, so that, cool. those were good instincts, and right. uh, I thought they had a good conversation. And keep an eye out for Dennis on his show. You know, Dennis has been on the black cast. Has he really? Yeah. Uh, I sort of like as a joke. Uh, you know, we obviously, if this is uh, 332, we had uh, Blackcast 200 a while ago. Uh-huh. And I thought it would be funny to ask him to be on Blackcast uh, 201. <laughs> so I went up to his house and recorded with him. This is b- between the radio show and podcast. Right. So, um, and I, I thought we had a good conversation. It was one of our, our, our better. I don't like asking him because I yeah. know he's going to say yes. And of then he's going to be like, yeah, right. But, so it's different because now that I do the podcast, I talk to him a, a lot during the week. Right. At that point when we did it, it was like a year, more than a year. Trump was elected. So uh, it was like a, it was like almost two years removed from the radio show. So I'm like, oh, people haven't heard me talk to Dennis in a while. Yeah. Like I would keep in touch with him. We talk mm-hmm. on the phone sometimes, trade emails. But I was like, people haven't heard in a while. So I thought it would be fun. So I'm like, I don't know. Is it a treat to hear me talk to Dennis Miller on the Blackcast when you hear me talk to him on the Dennis Miller option Tuesdays and Thursdays? I at Westwood would, One, the Westwood One podcast app, and Apple Podcasts. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I would think it is a treat to still hear it because now the table's turned and now you're asking Dennis the question. Well, yeah. Right? I, I mean, I, I kind of lead him in directions. You know, I've done a couple of Q&As with Dennis at, like, radio station events. I did one at the Reagan Library that actually there's video for I would love to have. Just more note to self. Uh and I figured out that I know how to ask him questions that lead to some of these, like, you know, he has, he has a, a ton of good stories, but yeah. he has a few, like, involved ones that build over time the way that, you know, a comedian would build a story. Mm-hmm. And I would usually try to lead him to one or two of those. I so I think that I do have the advantage that if uh, I were to have him on the Black House, say for Black House, like, 402 or <laughs> 401. I don't know, maybe for 400. I don't know. That's still... It's still uh, it's a year away, actually, 400. So we're not there. We're not there yet. Uh, so, I, yeah, but I think that uh, that could be fun. But, Lindsay, what I want to know, mm-hmm. as, as we start to wind down, because yeah. like the Dennis Miller show, it's uh, like the Dennis Miller option, Tuesdays and Thursdays on Westwood One, the Westwood <laughs> One podcast, I have an Apple podcast. Uh, I, had a, I had a friend, uh, my friend uh, Jason Blair, who is a, a longtime listener of the Dennis Miller uh, option and the black cast. He's actually one of the people who said that Lindsay should be on the black. No, actually, his 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 instant message to me was, "When's Lindsay going to be on the podcast?" This was Aww. a couple months ago, and uh, I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we'll get to it, we'll get to it." But uh, you know, usually we record like, especially we record two shows. It's noon to one thirty, mm-hmm. and it's one. It's a little bit after one thirty right now. Yeah. So if like we were just finishing with Dennis, and that's like another hour, that's that much more traffic. Uh-huh. So you know, I I wasn't quite sure when it would make sense, but today made sense. Now, uh, Jason. What, it took umbrage of the fact it's like why in the uh, intro for the show does Farad Muhammad our announcer say Apple Podcasts and uh, aren't there more Android users than iPhone users and I'm like it doesn't matter because 
you would have Apple Podcasts, whether you have an Android or an iPhone. It's like iTunes. Not true. But but here's the thing is you can have it. Like, I don't know. You tell me because you produce other podcasts. Yeah. Does anybody say you can find it at the Google Play Store? Yeah. Who says that? Uh, It's... It's in a it's in a bunch of our copies. Really? Yeah. All right. So basically, you're proving me wrong, mm-hmm. and right now on your own podcast. Right now. How does that feel? It, uh, <laughs> feels like talking to my wife <laughs> and my kids. They are, everybody knows more than I do. Oh, I'm a, sorry, it's a hard I'm world a, for a man. I'm a white dad in his forties. <laughs> we are the ones who don't know anything in this world. If you've ever watched television or movies, we're idiots. I picked that <clears> one up quickly. Yes. Yes. That's just me. Uh, so uh, now he's going to be like, so this is going to be the instant message I get from him. So is Farad going to start saying in Google Play? <laughs> right? Yes. And that's not his voice at all. That's not um, even remotely what he sounds like. But what I'll tell you, something that Jason Blair is considering going to mm-hmm. is the Dennis Miller, Norm MacDonald, David Spade show oh. in Thackerville, Oklahoma on August 30th at the Windstar World Casino. See, I'm plugging Dennis's gigs on the black cast. I have oh. a long history of doing that as well, That's letting people amazing. know. I think that would be a, such a fun show to go to. I don't want to I don't want to fly to Oklahoma on, on my dime and you know I don't want to basically I want to spend as little money as possible. But how fun would it be if we cuz this is the thing that I want to do. I don't think I've said this on the podcast yet, the Dennis Miller option Tuesdays oh, and Thursdays on Westwood One. So hard. Yes. I would like to record a podcast backstage with Dennis, Norm, and Spade. And I've talked to Dennis's manager, who also manages Spade and Norm. No one manages Norm, but he's Norm's manager. Uh, <laughs> this is a clear distinction. And we hope that we're able to do it. But now the, the question was, because my thinking was, all right, can I get Westwood One to pay somebody, a local hire, as it were, to set up and record, and we'll trust them to actually get it. But then when we were recording in Glendale, after Dennis was doing those Larry King shows. And he was like, well, let me know if you're going to come. You can fly out. And I'm like, wait a minute, on Dennis's plane. And Dennis doesn't have a plane. He has like a timeshare where he gets to fly privately. And if you fly privately for work, most of it's a write-off. Let's just, I, I just think that it's fun to let people behind the curtain for that. I don't want people to think that there's a Dennis Miller jet with his face on the side, <laughs> which would be awesome, by the way. But uh, so... Jason might drive, and he said it's like, oh yeah, it's only a four-hour drive. I'm like, only a four-hour. He lives in, I think, Austin now. Mm. Yeah, I know he lives in Texas, and I think it's Austin. And I'm just like, you're gonna drive four hours? Just, I mean, like that would be a good show, but yeah. you know, I'm thinking that he's driving four hours to see me. But I don't know. Wouldn't it be fun to to record that podcast first of all, and second of all, to go? I don't know how to do the technical thing. You're the one who has the uh, the setup. You know? uh, yeah, I want to go. Did right. you ask yet? What's I haven't going asked yet. No, he's my got bag's too, packed. Here's the thing. He's got too much travel between now and then, you know, because he's going to Sun Valley. Well, he was just well, maybe in Maybe just tell, tell him and I'll just show up at the airship. Right. Yeah. We will. Uh, I'm so. We, but then he's he's going to England and Greece. Uh, he could take us there too. I don't see that. I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, okay. okay. Just um, But maybe to Thackerville, Oklahoma. Okay. You know, I mean, look, if that's, you know, what I did on my summer vacation, I recorded a podcast in Thackerville, Oklahoma. With David Spade and Norm MacDonald, yeah. And Dennis Miller. And Dennis. Who gets top billing, I think. I think Dennis goes on last. If I had to guess, it would be Spade, Norm, then Dennis. If I had to guess. Always a blessing to be around Dennis. 
I mean, you've been around him. He's been here in studio. I know. He recognized me last time. Yeah, the first time he forgot. No, no, so so when... (laughs) The first time he said hi, the second time he forgot. The the second time he said, nice to meet you. (laughs) And he forgot that we had done the show here with him. And uh, we have that that great picture of him posing with that uh, T-shirt. That uh, He was like, what the fuck is this? The, uh, it was a great. It's a great picture that was, was. tweeted by the last in line uh, Twitter account. Yeah. Maybe their uh, Instagram. Maybe their first. And that that episode that had the two guys from Last in Line, uh, Vivian Campbell and uh, I actually forget the other guy. Phil uh, Susman. Phil. Susman. Whoa! Look at you, Phil Susman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was one of our most listened to episodes at that oh. point. So he was just like, "What was that?" And I was like, "Well, that's kind of one of our most listened to episodes." Yeah. So. I know in true Blackcast fashion, about 20 minutes ago, I said as we were winding down. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> as we're talking about music, mm-hmm. I did want to talk to you about an experience that I know you had. Okay. Where you went to go see Sammy Hagar, who is oh. the front man from the second version of Van Halen. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people draw a line of demarcation between David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar. I feel like you don't have an opinion on that. Uh, I'm just guessing. <laughs> no, just I guessing don't. you don't have it. Yeah. yeah, you don't give a shit. Names I've heard, not. Yeah, but David Lee Roth and yeah. Sammy Hagar. Uh, I'm more of a Gary Sharon guy. It's real inside. Yeah. Basically, Sam Edmonston is basically who that joke is for. Uh, I don't even think he listens, uh-huh. but he's just got a shout out. Uh, and. The for me, they're they're two different sounding bands, but uh, Sammy Hagar is a much better singer than David Lee Roth. Like d- Sammy could sing David Lee Roth Van Halen songs. Never in a million years could Dave sing Sammy Lee ha- Sammy Lee Hagar. Might as well, <laughs> <laughs> or John Lee Hooker. Uh, Sammy Hagar songs. So, uh, I, but I've never seen I've never seen any uh, Sammy fronted band uh, perform. And uh, I was excited when you told me, I guess your aunt got free tickets to see uh, Sammy Hagar in the Circle. Yeah. Out in Laughlin. Uh-huh. Nevada. Yeah. So tell me about that experience. Um, I, what I want to say, I feel, will end it in a sentence. Um, my, my, actually, my uncle bought a pair of t- tickets initially. Oh. Okay. Because he was very excited to go. And he and my aunt do live. Let me guess. Is your uncle like my age? No, he's oh, definitely older. 50. Like probably fifty two. Okay, that's not that much older than me. It's nine years older than me. That's, that's, not, a, that's not really that. That's old. a pretty good chunk. Uh, uh, so he was very excited to go, and uh, my aunt—it's my mom's sister. My aunt and my uncle have always been very close with my dad, oddly right. enough, and uh, they would take us all to the river when we were younger, just for vacations. But so we'll go out there now occasionally. My uncle had purchased these tickets. I guess they thought of my dad. They wanted me to come out. Wanted us to come visit. So. And they had happened to get another pair of tickets for free this time through the casino because they're there on Fridays. That's what we call uh, papering the venue. That happens a lot with casino shows. You give away tickets to mm-hmm. people that are in the casino. You give them away hoping that after the show's over, they're they going to come, come and gamble their money. In yeah. fact, when I saw Hollywood Vampires uh, out at the Fantasy Springs Casino uh, in Indio, mm-hmm. out past Palm Springs, uh, I did indeed do some gambling. Yeah. So I got one of those little cards with like 60 bucks Built into it, uh, made $200, oh, nice. headed home. That's a score. So that was a score. So you get to go because there's get free tickets. Go. Yeah. You have the opportunity to go, the chance to go. Lucky me. Lucky you. Uh, I agreed. I was like, it'll be fun to spend you're like, time. I, I like, you know, look, the the music that you like is, is certainly considered rock music. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, it's different. Yeah. It's different. I can appreciate some guitars and yeah. different stuff like that, but I... Uh, 
it, it safe to say it wasn't for me. We let my dad and my uncle sit together and my aunt and I sat together. And I could tell we were struggling because mm-hmm. we kept kind of like looking and nodding and, and then looking at each other. And I think we were both trying to be strong for the other. And then the second song started and we were still trying to be so, uh, strong. And, sure. and and then I think it, it that was just it because we looked at each other and almost at the same time said... You want to go back inside the casino? Yeah. You yeah. want to do some gambling. So we so. ditched. I don't even like gambling, honestly. I feel like you I just, got the short end of the stick lo- both ways. You just like it more than Sammy Hagar. Now, um, do you know any Van Halen songs? I feel like if I heard some of the more popular ones, I'd probably recognize them okay. because of my dad. Now, here's a game that we'll play. Are you going to sing for me? Nope. Oh, nope. this will be that. another we'll podcast. Yeah, because uh, as I said, we're winding things down. Oh, now. that's right. I forgot. We're winding things down. Sometimes... Sometimes the wind, the wind down is longer than the wind up. Yeah. I mean, the, the wind way. part is what's yeah. important. The wine or wind? Yeah. No, the no. wind. Oh, I was talking about wind. Oh. But do you want to wind? I thought we were going to wind Do you want to wind things down? Well, by being so generous with your time here and uh, being a part, uh, now you're officially a member of Black Ass Nation. Uh, I'm going to get tied on the very Well, at the very least, uh, I should have remembered to uh, bring you a mug, a Black Ass mug. Oh. And I forgot. Uh, because I was in a rush to leave because it was early. You know, we Heart- did the show early. The show's early today. Heart- and even so, I still did not get here as early as I wanted to. <laughs> I got here at like 10.20 instead of the 10.15. Uh, 10.22. No, no, you're right. It's, and those two minutes were what it was. But it's a problem. It's like ways, like when, you're, you're leave, when you check before you go, it's like, all right, I have to leave by this time. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you actually get in the car, it's like, okay, well, now it's going to take like eight minutes more. And yeah. I'm like, well, Fuck, that's the f- the five minutes I spent doing the dishes, so that yeah. my, you know my wife didn't have to do the dishes. You know? I was just like trying to make the house clean. Uh, so, but uh, so you're gonna have to uh, you, you'll get a choice. Okay. You could have a mug uh-huh. or, or a t-shirt. Oh. So the t-shirt, I'll let you see because I have I, I have one on at the moment. Oh. So, uh, okay. But I, I have a button-down shirt over it. And, right. Uh, uh, I'll let you decide, uh, and uh, we'll find out in a future installment of Blackcast, or maybe just on the Blackcast Instagram. We'll uh, have a picture of you either holding up a shirt or a mug. This will okay. be up to you. Oh, my God, I can't wait. All right, so this is, yeah, there's swag involved. And I think that, uh, I feel like I, I owe you a trip to La Rocco's now. Not okay. not now at this moment, right. but like after another show, when okay. it's not almost 2 o'clock. I mean, if we yeah. go on a Monday, they're dollar slices. Uh, so Monday it is. All right. <laughs> we will definitely go on a Monday. In, 100%. Yeah, because uh, I was going to treat you to a slice. If it's a dollar slice, I'll let you get two. You'll get the... Yep. Oh, this isn't God. like when we went to Pizza Boy in Glendale, <laughs> you know, after... Uh, yeah, because that was like, I was like, I wanted to go that to Shake Shack. Pizza. And you're like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't eat, eat beef or whatever. Right? I, I just, I try to eat as little meat as I, yeah. as I can. Yeah, and Shake Shack wasn't going to be the place for you. Because you could have gotten a grilled cheese and french fries, which... Oh. Yeah, I mean it's disappointing, you know. At like, least give me the pizza version. Version. Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know. I think we might end up uh, doing some more stuff in uh, Glendale in July and/or August, but that's not sorted out yet. So okay. we'll see. Uh, I'm Lindsay, sure Larry King misses me. Well, he he wasn't there, but I love that. There's that. I took a picture of that parking spot reserved for Larry King. Oh, I did too. Yeah. And I took a picture of myself in front of the step and repeat. I'm gonna post it later. Oh yeah, you, you should definitely. And people will find that at Lindsay K. Floyd, K. A. Y. Yeah. F. L. O. Y. D. That's me. Uh, anything that you would like to tell anybody considering joining me in a future installment of the Black Cast uh, about your experience? If you were writing. The uh, Apple Podcast review of the Blackcast after having been on this installment for, you know, almost an hour and a half, which is the way things go. 
what would you write right now? You know, how many I, stars? First of all, oh, totally five. Oh, oh I guess wow. only four and a half. <laughs> I tried. Oh, 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 it snuck in there after I spun it back. Okay. Um, you know, you you can't say the same in a review that you would tell people who are potential guests. It's true. But on the review, I'd definitely say quirky, fun, entertaining. Uh. Host talks, host talks too much. No, that's what the host uh, interrupts, is supposed to do. Interrupts my stories. No, my stories needed more direction. Tries to impress me with <laughs> his uh, coxmanship at the Renaissance Festival. Yeah, with his Renaissance hey, Festival ladies. My, my, my ladies of the Renaissance Festival. Oh. Funny thing, one friend whom I met at the Renaissance Festival, huh? my friend Zoe, oh. past guest of oh. the Black Cast. Uh, my wife and I will be in Vegas this weekend with her and her husband. Uh, they're flying out from New York. They We saw them when Heather was working in New York in October. And uh, they Zoe was really gung-ho. She's like, we have to get away, go to Vegas. And I'm like, well, that's easy for us. So you just tell us mine. Yeah. So that is one of my Renaissance Festival friends oh. is, is, is Zoe. And Zoe Fraud Blenar. She's yeah. still willing to talk to you. She's the one. I'm actually her oldest friend, and whenever she says it, I'm like, oh, it's because I'm um, 43. And she's like, no, it's just I'm the person she's known the longest in terms of her friend. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she was one of those uh, one of those girls who uh, sold uh, the, the garlands. I feel like we need her side of, like, what her impression was of you at the Renaissance Fair. I'd I like to, to hear her you side You know what? I will ask if like, she's – because she's cool? been on the – So when I met her – she was 15, mm-hmm. and uh, this is there, there's there's no untoward part to this story. Uh, it's just that's how old she was, and she was friends with uh, a girl, Christy, that I knew who was uh, oh, Christy ended up marrying my friend Dave uh, from from high school. We so, have two Renaissance. Fans yeah, that's true. I well, I don't really keep in good touch with Christy anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I I talk to Dave every once in a while because they live in New York, um, but like the rural part of New York suburbs where I grew up so I I got to know Zoe because I was friends with her and uh, a girl named Jean Carroll see I'm remembering people now all these people Allie Allie Melanenko see all these people that I was friends with who went to Monroe Woodbury High School and Zoe was one of them you always remember the last names of right well you you said the guy before Joshua Canal yeah Yeah, you do remember and it's like people later in life it's probably more like Josh, uh, Josh something. Mm-hmm. But people in high school, you I mean, I remember the first last name of, well, especially because I went to school with people from kindergarten to 12th grade. There's oh, yeah. there's probably about 10 to 12 of us that like, fr- actually from preschool on, they, I was always in the same grade as them. And that's why maybe I needed to diversify and make some Renaissance Festival friends. <laughs> anyway, I think we've said it all. I don't think we need to review. I think all the lessons have been learned that yeah. can be learned. Mm-hmm. Except for what swag will Lindsay choose? Should we should we do a poll question? Oh. Do you want listeners to choose for you? Do they get to? I want them to tell me what they think. Yeah, and then, and then I you'll still, still pick. Have yeah, that's fine. Yeah, and maybe okay. we'll actually have you uh, choose it on the air. Yeah. Okay. We'll do a shorter segment on another episode. All right, I won't. I won't take up another hour and a half unless we record it at La Rocco's, which I, mean, I guess we could. We could. Uh, so we'll all right. So we'll create a poll for that. Uh, and uh, join us next week on the Blackcast when we will talk more about what Lindsay might want, a shirt or a mug. <laughs> but uh, you can, of course, keep in touch with the Blackcast on Facebook. Give us a thumbs up. Like the Blackcast. You like that I always do the thumbs oh, up do. when I yep. say it? I always do that. I didn't yeah. know what you were talking about otherwise. Give the thumbs up yeah, yeah to the Blackcast. <laughs> and uh, like at Blackcast on Twitter. 
Blackcast.com for all your blackcasting needs. B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T dot com. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. You can find Lindsay at Lindsay K. Floyd, as I said before. And if you enjoy hearing me on the Dennis Miller Option Tuesdays and Thursdays on the Westwood One Podcast app, Apple Podcasts, and the Google Play Store. Oh! And where fine podcasts can be found. <laughs> you might also enjoy hearing me talk about Marvel TV weekly, Sundays at 9 p.m. Pacific on AfterBuzz TV or Marvel Movie News Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific on the Popcorn Talk Network. Links to all of which can be found at Christian DMZ. That's all the time we have. Believe it or not, we have no more time. <laughs> We've finally run out of time. And we will see you. Well, thank you, Lindsay, for taking the time to do this. We've been in the studio yeah. now for four, not not four hours. It's only three and a half hours. It's actually not that bad. No. I thought it was longer. It, I think we were in Glendale longer. I we think, were in that back room at yeah. the studio. I think we spent more time in that room. That is yeah. true. And time flies when you're having fun. Exactly. And, pff, right? Yes. So that's why this felt like it took forever for you. But I appreciate you doing it all the <laughs> time. All the time, all the same. <laughs> I wanted to say time and same came out sign. <laughs> We'll see you next time on The Blackcast. Each and every person in this industry uh, has brought something to my career. There's nobody I could not thank. Everybody has a little bit of input. Everybody has a different take. And everybody tastes a little bit different. <laughs> um, so you know what? I'd like to say thank you to all the companies that have really supported me and worked with me and pushed me. I'd like to say thank you to LA Direct Models. I'd like to say thank you to everybody that let me fuck them over the past couple years. Thank you. I, I'd be I'd be honored to do it again. And um, thank you so much, Avian. I I. I don't even know what to say. I'm gonna cry, so thank you. Thank you. Really, um, I'm really honored by this. I wanna thank my amazing boyfriend, Jules Jordan, of course, for making this movie and giving me the chance to suck some cock again. And um, thank you guys for letting me suck your cock too, by the way. Uh, I guess that's it, thanks. You pick a song? I did pick a song. All right. I actually have it pulled up. Well, I would hope. I, I think mean, if you didn't, then maybe you don't know how to... I was going to sing it. You don't know how to do this. <laughs> well, someone... I mean, if you want to sing it... To be fair, you didn't give good instructions. You said. You said I yourself. I thought I gave good instructions. And then when you told me what the song was, I realized that, oh, I did not make it clear that I wanted to guess and have the song... When I said that I wanted the song to highlight how out of touch I am with what the kids are into, uh, I thought you might understand, like, oh, he wants me to surprise it. But I didn't spell it out, and that's on me. Yeah, shame. Are we recording this part? We're recording. Do you want this part? I mm -hmm. can cut it off. No, no, I need this part. Oh. This part will go at the end. Oh. That's how I do things. Wow. Because I start, like, all professionally like you're supposed to. Uh -huh. And then at the end, you'll hear a lot of times just the nonsense that I cut out. Sometimes we'll start this way, too, though. It just, it just depends. That's fun, though. It's like a, a blooper reel every, every episode. S pretty much every episode, yeah. And sometimes I'll take something from the actual show and just stick it again at the end because it made me laugh. <laughs> you know, or just out of context. Okay. You know, sometimes like I'll it. spend way too much time looking for something uh, out of context to put there. Like for the last one, I, I after half an hour, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to find it. I'm going to have to let it go. It's the worst feeling. Yes. Having to let go. <laughs> anyway. 
All right, so we can get started whenever you want to play the song, and I'm going to not Google anything. And I'm playing the whole song? No, no, no. We're just going to start it. We're going to talk over it. Oh, we're going to talk over it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. It's kind of a rowdy song. Uh Uh-oh. So hopefully you can hear our luxurious voices over it. All right, I'm starting it. Maybe. Maybe not. Oh, it's muted. (laughs) (laughs) So like I said, clearly you're very good at your job. (laughs) This is my job, Yeah, when you're playing music. So you don't understand because in, in this is podcasting. In radio, when you play music, you want to make sure that it's not muted. Right. Yeah, you want to actually have the song so that the people at home can hear it. I and, thought... and and that the, the, the disc jockey and the producer and everyone can hear it too. Oh. Uh, yeah, well, it's all right. Look, you know, I thought that they would have told you that on day one. You learn something new in radio every day. Look, every, every single day. Boogie boogie They go. Boogie boogie If there's an audience 